to shout and sing. We do. We have a right to rejoice this morning. As we, as you are gathering together for your first time, we are also in Cloverdale for our first time. So let's lift the rafters up. I'm sure this morning we are on one mind and one accord. Amen. I'm sure like David said, I was glad when they said unto me, Brother Ed, let us go to the house of the Lord. I don't think any one of us got up this morning and said, oh man, are you kidding me? Huh? Let's go to church. We're going to see people we love and, and the Lord Jesus will be present and we'll sing specials and we'll hear the word. What a day. This might be the day you fall asleep and die. And we'll have to lay hands on you and sleep. <laughs> you say, Brother Tom, you going to preach that long? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. So happy to be with you this morning. You may have your seats, please. God bless you. Sister Natasha, Andrew, wonderful with the family. I'm sure you're disappointed I'm here. They come all the way from Cloverdale to see me. Are you kidding? <laughs> and Jariah and... And Matthias, they've joined. They came through the grads. That's nice to have them. They traveled with me when I was in China with our grad class. And, and uh, I was just happy to have them here this morning. Well, it's just good to be in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Ah, I, you know, at, at home, I know I, Brother Murphy will be speaking. Um, sometimes we just had to stand. I went to the saints, and we have a, a group in the U.S. that's just across the border. And we've been able to go across, and then we have to quarantine for 14 days, and we've done a rotation. And the first time I, I, I got there, I just stood at the pulpit, and I just did this, and that's what I'm doing this morning. Oh, your faces are beautiful. <laughs> Some have gotten a little bit grayer. Some have gotten older, and it's just wonderful to see that we got the holding power of God. COVID will come and COVID will go, but the bride will stand true. Amen. Nothing is going to hold us from serving this lovely Lord Jesus. And I feel it a great honor to be with you this morning on your first service. I, you know, I, I, I'm feeling a little bit, well, Brother Harold, Brother Ed, Andrew, Max, Moses, but here you got me. So we'll try to make the best of it we can. And uh, we've just had a blessed time. You've made me feel so much at home as I always have over these 40-some years. And I remember my first youth meeting with Brother Harold. And it was in the other church. 
And, uh, you know, you're just as scared as a cat on a hot tin roof, and the butterflies were flying all different directions, and Brother Harold was gracious to ask me to come and preach when I was, I hate to say what age I was, but I'm getting a little bit older now, and I see these young ones rising up, and that's a great thing to see. It's a great thing to see a young people that are rising. You go to churches today, not message churches, but churches today, and it's just a few old folks. They, don't, they, don't, they have no holding power in the word at all. And I had a blessed time with the grads the other night, and thank you for allowing me to speak to you one more time. It was gracious, Brother Harold, for your invitation. I wish to thank you for that. Before I start, Brother Biscoe said, be sure to greet you, Brother Harold, and greet the church in... From all the saints in Cloverdale, but Brother Bisco holds very fond memories of being, of course, with the church here in Edmonton. I wish to comment a little bit upon the grad and the dinner. The sisters did an outstanding job. Um, I'm sorry that all of you couldn't be there, but we did, and we had a great time. (laughs) So it is what it is, right, Brother Ed? It just is what it is. And I'm sure we'd all like to be together, but one day we will. It won't be a grad dinner, it'll be the wedding supper. And it's going to be a great time. Brother Harold made a comment that uh, we're old friends. Yes, indeed, we're old friends. And some have taken me even older than Brother Harold, which is amazing, but it's been a fact. And we won't elaborate. We'll leave it there. But only his hair... I mean... (laughs) I've been white for a long time. So people say, you haven't changed a bit. Of course not. My hair's been white for 30 years. (laughs) Oh, you look so young. You got such a baby face. Really? I look in the mirror and I say, that's not quite a baby face anymore. (laughs) But one glorious day, there will be a change. And we're living for that day. And let, let me tell you, we, we are, this song is very appropriate to where we're preaching this morning. We are indeed at that time, at this season, to get ready to go. Amen. Satan has thrown out his best to try and stop us from moving on in the word. And I can say this morning, I'm stronger now than I was before COVID came. And I'm sure the church of the living God can say amen to that. We have testimonies within the church. Families have gathered themselves together. Prayer meetings within their home. The blood's been applied. The lamb has been slain. The book is now open. And it's been uh, actually a wonderful time. I'm rather Ed, and I also go back a long time. And we are good friends, and we're thankful for that friendship. And encouragement over the years. He sends me texts to encourage me. And I'm a terrible... He knows... As everybody that knows me, I'm not a great communicator. Amen. <laughs> I just got that out of the way, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not a texter. I'm not nothing. I'm, I'm the old-time way. You mean there's still a few of us around? Yep. There's, thank you. I got one. I got two. I used to be an auctioneer. Three. I got four. <laughs> Time goes on, and now we see these young men rise up, and it's a joy to see. It's a joy to see, and it's a credit to the gospel here, because that's, that's what time, uh, time is. A few shirt turns in the sun, and 
All of a sudden, we that were blonde, and I said that one time at my son, and my son says, Dad, I never even knew you was blonde. I said, yeah, I used to look like Brother Ed Hammermeister. He said, I can't believe that, but yes, it's true. But we grow up in the Lord, and we grow up in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a joy to know that, that there's a holding power that holds the bride of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm just taking it all in. I'm just sort of a little, you know, slow here this morning, if you don't mind. But, I, you know, I would like to encourage you. Can you turn around and look at one another? Like Brother Harold said, it's nice to see you without a mask. <laughs> Brothers have grown mustaches, goatees, beards. <laughs> uh, it's nice. It's just nice. God bless you. God bless you. Well, I know that we've come for the word. And so let us stand, if you don't mind. Brother Andrew, you're still the best ukulele player I've ever known, okay? I don't know whether your schools had it or not, but we could have recorders or ukuleles, and it was brutal. <laughs> if you wanted to try the recorder, terrible. Then you went into the ukulele room, mm, brutal. And then I heard Brother Andrew play. I said, hey, that's the way it's supposed to be played. So God bless you, Brother Andrew. Nice to see your family here. I'd like you to turn, if you don't mind, a couple of places I'd like to get to take a look at. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to title a little message, and you've got to help me preach now. I hope your amens aren't rusty. <laughs> we'll get those jaws moving. I got a little title. I got it. Okay, a little title, little message. I got it. Okay, I just got it. What do you got? Well, we'll find out what you got. Okay, just say with me, I got it. Okay, I got it. Good confession already. I got it. All right. First, that's our thir first Corinthians chapter 13, verse 9. First Corinthians 13, verse 9. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly. But then, now here we're going into prophecy. But then, face to face. Now I know in part... But then shall I know even also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Now I'd like you to turn, please, to a very wonderful chapter for the bride, Revelation chapter 10. And, of course, we could enlarge and preach on the first verse and we know that another mighty angel came down clothed with a cloud and his head and his face were as a sun and his feet were as pillars of fire we many brothers have have taken that of course through the open book we know what this scripture is i'd like you to take a special notice with verse six please a lot of us go to verse seven and verse eight and nine but i like to take a look at verse six and swear by him that lived forever and ever, who created heavens and the things that therein are, 
and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer. Amen. There comes a time when we just blend now into the eternities. So if we're in Revelation 10, and we've seen the mighty angel come down, and we know who Revelation 10.7 is, and then we see who Revelation 10.8 is, and we say that's what we are. But in between there, now it's being spoken, time shall be no more. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Our precious, dear, and heavenly Father, Lord, it's so wonderful to be gathered together in the presence of Almighty God, to see your people, the redeemed, the blood-bought and purchased of the Lord Jesus. So, Father, I'm just praying that you will take your word and open it to us, that our ears would be quick to hear what the Spirit would say, our eyes would take the eyes of God and see the glories of God through the opening of your word. Lord, I submit myself, of course, to you and ask you remove the man and let the Holy Ghost himself be the speaker this morning. Thank you again for this dear invitation. We just pray that the saints of God be fed from the word of life. We ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ for your glory and your glory alone. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. God bless you. So in this little message that we'll be speaking this morning of I Got It, and as we've read in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we find out that when you were a child, you speak as a child, and you could have taken this subject for the grads, because they're not playing with little dinky toys anymore, I hope, I hope, and the girls aren't playing with their little dolls anymore, I hope, and you're not sitting here with your coloring books because you were a child and you spake as a child. And we can say that in a natural form, but we also can say that in a spiritual form. Uh, Those of us that have gone on for a few years and some more than others, some less than others, but you will find out that as the word of God unfolds, you will start to be saying to yourself, I never saw that before. God's opened that to me, and that's a great revelation to me, and the church is built upon revelation, and without revelation, you're a dead church, and so we can say you're a living body, and so now we see that that revelation is getting stronger. So the things we used to preach even 20 or 30 years ago, or even maybe a year ago, or even five years ago, are not being preached now because the Word of God is unfolding. Because as we grow in Christ or grow in, now Ethan, look at this. I used to know Ethan as a little boy. I mean, it's unbelievable. I see Andrew. I knew him as a baby. Can you imagine him as a baby? But he used to sit on the front seat and he used to be my best amen corner at Grand Prairie. I want to hear those amens this morning. Now, what are you doing in the back of the church anyway? But as we grow in Christ and we grow in the, in the revelation of the word of God, our vernacular changes, our atmosphere changes. Is that true? Kids can come running in the room and you know, disrupt everything because they're children. But as you get older, excuse me, dad, I'm sorry, mom, I'm sorry for interrupting. 
And then finally, you just don't go in the room. Because maybe you're having a spiritual discussion and, and, and things go on. So we understand that very quickly then that we grow. And, and we're not what we used to be last year. You know, COVID came and, 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 and the, the enemy, of course, always thinks that he's got one up on everybody. And it's an amazing thing that to see the church here and to see the church at home stronger than they were before they had this. Yeah, are we a complaining church? Pretty much. Man, I've got to put a mask on. Who's going to tell me to put a mask on? And at first, oh, that's going to only be a couple of months, right? That's what they've kept on telling us, right? Well, then it'll be July. It started in March, and now it's going to be in September. Now it's a whole year gone by. Huh? Now, now that we've got our mask on, you think they're going to put, tell us to put them on again? Really? So as society goes on, they, Satan's Eden starts to grow. And they're trying to take control, right? That's what Satan always has wanted, is to take control. But remember, Brother Bram said, when all hell is loosed, when all hell's loosed, you're seeing it, saints. He said, all heaven is loosed also. And that's where we are at this morning. Because now as he brings out all his big guns, God is anointing his church. And his church is realizing her position. And knowing your position, he says, when you know it, we're gone. And so now we've, we're coming to the stage as we titled this morning, I got it. But the subject is we're le- we've come from eternity and we're going to eternity. We've come from God. We're going back to God. We're just in a space of time. We're only in a space called time. Brother Bram calls it time space. Time space. And we'll get into this this morning. He says we're standing in the message called lifting him up out of history. We're standing tonight on the brim and watching come to pass the unfolding of two great scenes. And those great scenes are these. One of them, one of them is the ending of history. This is your prophet. But now let's move our vernacular on. Can we do that this morning? We start to understand that he was the vessel that God stepped in. So now God is using a prophet, a son of man, revealing the son of man. So now we understand it's not just William Branham anymore. It's God speaking through the vessel. And we see it in a greater light now. It's just not a message. It's the message. It's Jesus Christ. And he's moving us from time. We have been in eternity. We're in the space of time. And we're going back to eternity. Amen. He says, so we're at this point of two great scenes. One of them is the coming of history. The other is the ending of time. Who's he speaking to? Us. Who's he speaking to? He was in a world of himself by himself. He knew a church was coming. He saw it in the masterpiece. He saw her marching. And I got to believe we were one of the marching. So now it's, uh, young people, I want you to know, there is no history books written. So it's the ending of history. It's the ending of time. 
and many scenes, and one of them is ending of time. Oh, he says, listen, and many great men down through the ages have longed to see the hour that we're now approaching. So Hosea, Jeremiah, Nehemiah, Daniel, the prophets, they had looked for this day. They had prophesied of this day. Not only the coming of the Lord in his first coming, but a coming that has come to take a waiting bride away. How many of us, and you know, there's a few of us around. How many of us were saved maybe in the 70s? Lift up your hand. Look around the room. Look, It's okay. This is church. Hold them up. How many in the 70s thought I'd never get married? I still see a few hands. Never have children. Never. The Lord is coming. We are not going to have children. They're never going to go to school. Oh, they're never going to graduate. I keep on going. They're never going to get married. And they're married. They're never going to have grand. I'm never going to have grandchildren. And I married my first one the other day. Time is time. But in God, he's timeless. He's timeless. So we've come from eternity, and we've stepped into time space. And now we're going back into eternity. But in this time, why are we here? We've come from God, we go back to God, same as Jesus said. He said, now great men have desired through the ages to see what we're approaching. We're living in the glorious setting of mortal sun and the breaking of eternal light. If I could jump over this pulpit right now, I would be jumping and running that. Think about it, Brother Ed. Now, remember, he's a prophet, and a prophet prophesies, and there has to be a fulfillment of the prophecy. And Brother Brown preached that message, what's the attraction on the mountain? It was prophecy becoming history. Well, this is a prophecy, and I'm letting you know, history is about to finish. Glory! Somebody is going to be raptured! That's me. Somebody is going to put on a change. That's me. That's you. We just not just come to church to hear a man preach. We come to be lifted into heavenly places. Amen. Glory. And one brother said to me years ago, he says, I'm waiting for my retirement. I said, Really? I'm waiting for my rapture. If you get retirement, that's a bonus, but the rapture's everything. We need to change some priorities. Lift up your head for your redemption draw nigh. Amen. There's nothing here to live for, young people. Ask Bill Gates, who's the richest man in the world. How about Bezo or Benzo or Bozo? I don't know what his name is. 
You can have all the money you want. Homes are splitting up. They would give millions and billions to have what you've got. You're the millionaires. Amen. To have Christ is everything. You can have nothing and you got everything. They're trying to buy their peace. We got peace. He's the prince of peace. He's the giver of peace. He's the comforter. He's our everything. Amen. So now it's the setting of mortal sun. It's the breaking of eternal light. Amen. It's a breaking of eternal light. I do feel we're living in one of the grandest ages that ever man has been permitted to live. It's the closing of time, the blending of eternity, and history will only tell us what we've read, but they don't know what will be. Amen. Future lays ahead in the hands of God, and we find out today there's not too much history left. I don't think it'll ever be used. What a time. Now, we've got this space of time, and when did time start? Because God's eternal. God's eternal. So we call this thing called time. And Brother Bram says in the message in Christ identified in the same in all generations, he says, now, in the beginning, so that is Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, the beginning. That is when time started. In the beginning. So now in the beginning, time starts. Okay? In the beginning, that's when time starts, when eternity broke down into time. Now after a while, time comes back to eternity. Isn't that great? So there's a space of time. And time started in the beginning and broke down into time, but will end into an eternity course. Of course, this time is eternity too. Time is eternity too. It's just a, a space. But time is an allotted space. And that's the way, the only way we know inches. If you had no time, how would you know an inch? Ask Brother Ed. How would you know a millimeter or a centimeter if you didn't have time? Doesn't matter. You got a city that's 1,500 miles high. Do you think an inch really matters? Huh? 1,500 miles. I flew here at, I think, 28,000 feet. Well, how many feet to a mile? 5,280 feet to a mile? I got it. So, you know, I'm only flying at what? How many feet? And there's, a, so what? We're flying at six miles? And there's another 1,494 miles to go. What? There's a city where the Lamb is the light. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're going to be in that city, the bride's city. That's your location. That's your location. Can you imagine where we're going? He says, now, of course, time is an eternity. But it's an allotted time, and that's the way only things we know, inches, yards, miles, and figures, and so forth. But that has nothing to God. He don't have no time. He's always. He's always. Okay. He said, now this great 
chain of perfection. And Brother Brown then draws a big circle. This big chain of perfection, which is eternity. This, let's just imagine this now. This great chain of perfection is broken by space. So I, I, I had some slides, but it's okay. It's like drawing a circle. And I know you can't see that. But you see the circle, and you see a little time space in there. And in one, uh, one of my slides, I, I just started this morning, I started to put seven circles in the slide. That's time space. And we're at the end of that last circle. All right. So now he says, now this great chain of perfection was broken by time space. Now, you, you, this is a prophet. This is seventh grade education. But really, was it Brother Branham or was it God speaking? I, I, I'm not saying Brother Bram's God. Don't, don't get me that far, okay? Don't get me that far. But he was a prophet, a son of man, where God stepped in, revealing the son of man. And the son of man is giving you the very thought of God. Let this mind that was in Christ be in you, who thought it was not robbery to be equal with God. So listen, young people. Listen, yeah, I was a child. When I was a child, I speak as a child. But now we're growing older. And you're putting away childish things. You've got to put on some thought. You've got to put on the mind of God. This isn't some messenger that mom and daddy have learned or have lived in or they believe. This has nothing to do with it. It is a personal revelation of Jesus Christ to you personally. It has nothing to do with the church. It has everything to do with you. People say, I'll live my way. I'll do what I want to do. Really? Well, have a nice tribulation. I want to do what he does, what he's willing. People are so uplifted in themselves. Sorry, I'm calling the emergency right now. I do that. Joanne got me this new watch. Every time I preach, I hit it, and it's an SOS. But the third time back home after I first had it, they said, are you all right? And then after they listened in a little bit, they go, yeah, you're fine. So Edmonton doesn't know me, so I'll just leave that here. And now you're scared because I don't know what time it is. But this is a personal revelation to you. It doesn't matter the next person comes or person goes. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with where you are spiritually at. People say, oh, these people are leaving. So what? I wonder what Noah did. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of revealing of the Son of Man. Huh? I wonder what he started when he started to build this beautiful ark. Everybody, yeah, yeah. Radical, man. This is a great new idea. Huh? Come on, there's been no rain. There is no water there. But as, his cong- as time went on, 120 years, they got eight. It has nothing to do with numbers. Has nothing to do with numbers. It's all to do with you. That's all that matters, saints of God, is how the Holy Spirit deals with you. And so God has given us his love letter and had a prophet come in this generation to open that love letter to you because God can do nothing until he first reveals it to his servants of prophets first. So no ministry can raise up and say, I'll tell you what the prophet meant. Brother Bram just said, say what I say. Amen. Amen. Say what I say. He, he didn't care what we thought he said. We just say what he said. If the angel backed him to what he said, and you say the same thing, God will vindicate your life also. Amen. Say the same thing. 
Preach the message. The chain now is broken by time space because of sin. Because of sin. Sin came in. Let's draw a picture of that time. It's a perfect circle forever and ever. All at once, sin dropped down and put a little, my wife calls it a little drop in the chain. So the circle that was once perfect is now cut with a little drop in the chain. And then all at once, sin dropped in and put a little drop in the chain, come down. But eternity still continues on. But it's not in a perfect condition. Here's a little gap now, comes down, breaks over this way, goes out this way. God had to do that because Satan caused it. It dropped down into space of time for what? For trying and the perfecting and the purging of the lost. That God by his sovereign grace might someday lift that gap and bring it back into a perfect circle. You know, saints, for me, every son and daughter of God should have a smile on their face, rejoicing because he came by your way. (laughs) Amen. Nobody beat you over the head to be here. In heaven, I don't believe there's going to be one sad look, Brother Ed. I think in heaven, you will see the most quietest people here be the loudest. And I told some of our people, I'm going to sit under a tree and watch this event. Them? Man, they didn't even go, amen. (laughs) Let let alone put a smile on their face, huh? My goodness, we're going to have a great time in the glories of God. Amen. He's the beginner. He's the author of the creation of God. There's a little loop that's down, but Jesus came from eternity, and he goes back to eternity. We came from God. We go back to God. We were in the thoughts of God. We stepped into time, and we're going back into eternity again. What for? For your perfection. Yeah, everybody wants the power of the spoken word. I said this to the church the other day, Brother Ed. I said it. Yep. Everybody wants the power of the spoken word. But if some of you had that power right now, there'd be somebody missing in the pew. Ah, he's not seen. Hmm? (laughs) Oh, not me, Brother Tom. Oh, yeah? But now we're coming through the space-time for character. For character is a victory. Character is not given. So now, how come we're waiting? We're waiting for the last one to come in, but also waiting for character to come to manifestation. It will make you love your brother. Hmm? Sure. Time. Jesus come from eternity to eternity. Stepped into time space and was made flesh. My, you know, I want to get there, Brother Ed, but I'll get there. How many of you knew this before you got saved? Now, let's be honest. If there's one of you stick up your hand, I'd like to talk to you after church. You didn't know this. We didn't have a clue. We had no clue. In fact, in the 70s, it was prophet, buckle. Everybody had to go hunting. Huh? Then we went through the era of this man, and this man, and this man, and this camp, and that camp. Huh? Then we've moved on. And now we find out we're bride. 
Amen. Because I once was a child. I speak as a child, but now I became. Amen. Yes, sir. Jesus himself came from eternity, has gone back to eternity, stepped into time, space, made flesh, came through here in order to sanctify and put a blood streak over the gap. So no, yeah, people go, oh, we've got a gap and, it's, and we're in time and you know, we've got to struggle things out. No, no, Jesus came from eternity into time, space, so there would be a blood streak over that gap only for the elected. And when it's time to go, Brother Bram said he's going to pull it and you that are tied to it, you're going back to eternity. Amen. Get tied. Get tied into the bloodline. Amen. He put a blood streak over that gap for the redeemed and connected it back to God. Hallelujah. I got it. It took me years, but I got it. But one thing it had to start, I had to get Christ. And Christ is the Word. And Malachi 4 is the Word manifested. Come on. And there's a people that were predestinated in this church age to sit with him in his throne. Prophesied to be overcomers. Not defeated, overcomers. Not just survivors, overcomers. Huh? You go through the wars and wars and wars and wars, and you know every every country used to have a parade, and they used to throw accolades and rose petals and all the mighty conquerors. They didn't walk in. We just survived. No, sir. The crowd of witnesses. They were waving. You did it. You did it. A little bit of crowd over here. You did it. You did it. They didn't walk in and say, we're a survivor. We're overcomers. We defeated the devil. Through him, he overcame the world. And as he overcame it, he overcame it for you and me. Amen. And we are more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So now he placed a blood streak over that gap. You see, for all eternity... And all those that are in Christ, Christ Jesus, he's the lamb. He was the one slain before the foundation of the world. And he's that one that we're going to live with through all eternity. Amen. What an age we're living in, isn't it? Isn't this exciting? This is glorious. God is letting you know, hey, bright, just a few more minutes, just a few more. Huh? Space time. There's just a little bit left there. Just a little. Keep on coming. What Brother Bram said, she was obedient in God of this evil age. She's obedient waiting. But Eve couldn't wait. But this Eve waits. She doesn't jump ahead of the line. She waits for that time. What a time. Russia. Boy. Isn't it great what's happening? Oh, yeah, I got one, yeah. 
Do I hear two? Yeah. Isn't it the Palestinian movement? I mean, 4,000 rockets going on Israel, and not one of the 144,000 was hit? If God can watch over 144,000, he's going to watch over you and me. Hallelujah. <laughs> huh? Doesn't matter what bus you're in. Oh, I think I'll just change buses and that bus gets blown up. God is watching over his elected seed. Yeah, because you guys had to come. I, look at me. I was once your age. This is scary. But God had to wait. You say, well, just a second, I was born in this family, and I don't even know if I want to really come to church. Really? You should be looking at your mom and dad and say, glory be to Jesus. God elected you. God watched over you. God watched over my mommy. God brought you together. And then he, God gave you me. You shouldn't feel down. You should be excited this morning. God elected you to be a part of this body. And we are leaving one of you behind. Not one. Not one, devil. Just a second. Just, just leave your children. Are you kidding me? Leave your children. Leave your cattle. Are you kidding? What did Moses say? We're not going to leave one hoof behind. What does the church say this morning? We ain't leaving one behind. Not one, brother Ed. He'll come. He'll whisper. He'll talk to you. He's a liar. He is a liar. Can I give you a fact? I like facts. I'm sort of a fat guy. Fat, not fat. I can still do my button up. Fact guy. Hiroshima. Terrible. Dropped a bomb. You know how many people Hiroshima killed? In one bomb, 80,000 people. 35,000 people were Injured. Horrific. Stopped a war. Russia just came out with their new bomb. This will really warm your heart. Mm-hmm. It's 670,000 times stronger. If you want to look it up, I get fact-checked all the time. I got kids in our school who are so bright. And I see them writing, I thought, oh, that's great, they're writing a thought down that I just said. No, they're writing the fact. They said, Brother Tom, you're right. Thank you. So now the bomb, and it killed 80,000, injured 35,000. Now the new bomb is 670,000 times stronger than that bomb. They said, you don't, and I'll get to the quote, but they said, it won't just leave a crater, it destroys a continent. And a prophet saw America in ashes. And we think it's just got to be multitudes of bombs. One bomb, they said, will annihilate one continent. But my loving brother, <laughs> before one bomb falls, hey, 
Listen, if if Satan is creating that in his laboratory, God's already created men, spiritual scientists, especially the one called Malachi 4, who reached into the unseen. They grabbed an atom. He grabbed a future home. Hallelujah. We got a bomb. We got a heaven to gain. They're wanting to drop it, and we're wanting to go home. So don't worry, young people. Stay under the blood. Amen. This is is what we're living at, the ending of time and the blending of eternity. And we're seeing now, Brother Bram said in countdown, watch, it went from the horse and buggy age. It went to the jet age. Now it went to the astronaut age. Now we're we're going home. And, you know, people say, you're trying to scare us? No. I mean, actually, I'm trying to encourage you. <laughs> I'm trying to encourage 670,000 times worse than Hiroshima? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One brother, he was in the, uh, what was it? He was in the lunchroom working for a large company. And, uh, you know, of course, the news gets by, Time magazines and all these things. Newsweek get passed through all the workers, right? And he said, do you, you read about this bomb that's going to fall? And the brother just keeps eating a sandwich. And I'll be like, man, we're going to be annihilated. Can we go to hope? You got no hope. Can we, can we go up the valley before, the, you know, before everything? No. Can we go to the bush? Can we go? Bush? There will be no bush. <laughs> and the brother's just sitting there eating their sandwich, and he waited till they're all. They say, don't you have anything you want to say about this? He said, yep. Before it falls, I'm gone. <laughs> that was a very quiet lunchroom. Very quiet. But they had to have respect for the brother because he never was in any of their uh, antics. So now here we are. Brother Bram says, it's a, he says, look at the next war. Here, here's a, God's provided a way. The next war. This is your prophet now. The next war that takes place will only be three minutes. (laughs) You know, here, the army, you got the Marines, you got the Navy, you got Air Force. The prophet said three minutes. You either believe it or you don't. And I just happen to believe it. And I'm in a room of people that believe it. He said the next war that takes place will be three minutes long. Three minutes. No wonder science says it's three minutes to midnight. So I checked it this morning, Brother Ed. Checked it this morning. It's called the doomsday clock. Right? And I think when Obama was in, it moved to four minutes to midnight. Or five. Something like that. So this morning, hot off the press. I checked it up. 100 seconds left. This is science. Is is everybody listening to me? You got a hundred seconds left. Glory. Are you a fanatic? Yep. In the way they call heresy. So worship I the God of my fathers. Their science is telling them it's not three minutes to midnight. Not four minutes, not five. You've got a hundred seconds left 
on the atomic clock. Yes. <laughs> oh, can you imagine going to a city where the lamb is the light? We're breaking, saints. We're coming now to the end of space, time. The blood's been spread over for the redeemable. Those that have been tied to that blood chain. Brother Bram said, we'll pull it. He says, we're living beyond borrowed time. So now we start to understand where a prophetic prophet is now telling us where we're at. Don't live for tomorrow. You live for today because today, Brother Bram so often said it could happen right now. It's all been revealed. It's all been opened. It's all fulfilled. But he said in a message, I think then Jesus came and called. He said, all we're doing, if there's one name left in, in the book, and she's living in Seattle. I thought that was interesting because that's the west coast of, of, of America, North America. He says, and she hasn't realized her position yet. All we're doing is waiting. I thought that's very interesting. We're wait, wait till I talk to her. Why did you wait so long, dear brother? <laughs> Why did you tarry so long? Come on, we want to go home. Brother Bram said, he said, yep, three minutes. No wonder science says it's three minutes to midnight. As this morning, as I looked it up, they said there's 100 seconds on the clock. He couldn't do it as the great Jehovah. Now, God is wanting to reveal himself. So as he reveals himself, when he reveals himself, a part of himself is you, yourself. So you say, oh, that's Christ's mystery, God revealed. Well, no, you have to understand if he's being revealed, the bride has to be revealed because we've come from him and we're going to go back to him. Do you understand that? So now, now he's trying to tell us the secret. God could not be revealed because he's an awesome God. He's an eternal God. He lives in a, in a world, Brother Bram said, of great space and time and eternity. He was too great to ever be revealed to a people. He was too mysterious. That great being that never did begin. But he went beyond the cycle of a hundred trillion, billion, trillion years of light space. Listen, this is amazing. This is, you know, this is vernacular that I wouldn't even know how to speak. And he says, listen, there he was. He went beyond the cycle of a hundred billion, trillion, trillion years of light space and on into infinity, into the eternities. That great creature that he is and still is. But he loved fatherhood and he was a father and the only way he could express fatherhood was come as a son of man. So he came down as a son of man. That's the re reason Jesus kept saying, the son of man, see? They didn't know what he was talking about, many of them. But now do you get it? I got it. <laughs> I got it. When we first got saved, oh, you know, what was the first thing? First thing. Oh, I remember when I first got saved. And the Lord used a brother to, to minister to me and I brought, came to church, and Brother Bisco prayed for me. I didn't have lightning bolts or a, or a voice speak to me, Ethan. No, I didn't. All I was was a long-haired guy from university, 
thought he was the cool man on campus, got on my knees, and Brother Ed prayed for me, and my drugs went, alcohol left, everything left. Everything, in a moment. I'm going to get to the moment, hopefully, because in a moment, he changed me, and in a moment, he'll change me again. In a moment, in that moment, God came down. He loved fatherhood, and loving fatherhood, he came as the son of man, and the son of man loved his children. He loved his children. He kept saying, son of man. He didn't know what he was talking about, but do you get it now? He wanted to express himself that that was his. One of the great threefold purposes was to express himself, identify himself to human, with human beings to reveal himself in Christ. And so when Christ is revealing himself, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Is that what Colossians says? When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. What does the scripture say? We shall appear with him. And it, and it says in the Greek, in glory, but that glory also means his opinion. So when Christ, who is our life, appears or manifests or makes himself known or unveils himself in the days of the revealing of the Son of Man, when Christ himself shall appear, then we shall appear. Hello, bride. Hello, bride. You're his victory. You're more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. When he appears, you shall also appear with him in his opinion. You are going to defeat the devil by the word, any place, any time, anywhere. Can you say amen? Why? Because now it's Christ in you. So now he's appearing or he's unveiling. So you're unveiling also. Not as a defeated bride, a victorious bride, a super church. Come on, come on. Super church, super race. That is not filler. That's fact. Well, you say you've been saying it for years, but time space has come to an end. Amen. Super church, super church. When's it going to happen? Now. Come on, say with me. Super church, now. People always want the spoken word. We got the spoken word. You will use it when he wants you to use it. People say, well, uh, this happened, and, you know, it, it, was, it was incredible. We had a sister had leukemia in the church, and I'm just preaching, just preaching. And, and I'm no, I'm like, Brother Edward, nobody's, right? I'm nobody. Anyway, you're somebody, but I'm a nobody. And, you know, you're just under preaching. And all of a sudden, the sister came to mind, and I said, Sister Francine, and she's got her testimony. So I said, stand up in the name of Jesus Christ. Your leukemia is over. Never had it again. Never had it. You say, saints, it's in the church. People, people are wanting for a great display, but Brother Bram said, watch the council tighten up. Watch the third pole then. We see it in part, but now we're going to see it manifested. It's manifesting. We sing, it's manifesting time. The fruit is on the vine. Of course it is. Christ has appeared. And if he appears, you are appearing. 
you're not just coming to church and hearing Brother Ed, Brother Harold, the brothers preach. You're hearing. Where is the final voice? Come on. Where's the final voice? Yeah. Come on. Under her messenger, she is the final voice to the final age. That means we are in time, space, ending. Hallelujah. It just keeps up unfolding. And Brother Briscoe kept on saying, Brother Tom, it's not just one person here and one person. It's to encourage the bride. It's there. It's there. We're not waiting for something. We don't, we're not like the government. They give you a carrot. If you're really good, you can have 50 at church. And then when it gets to that date, no, I'm sorry. You'll have to wait another month. I hate those carrots. But God doesn't give carrots. He gives himself. And what he says is true. What he says is true. So I used to say, when I first got saved, I said, as a, and, and God, I read my Bible and listened to Brother Branham, and, and all of a sudden, Brother Branham said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of revealing the Son of Man. Man, my lights went on. So anytime I witnessed to somebody, they said, what happened to you, Tom? I said, I got saved. Oh, yeah. What are you listening to? Prophet. What do you mean, Prophet. What do you mean? As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of revealing the Son of Man. And Ken used to laugh. He says, if you quoted it once, you quoted it a thousand times. But it's more real to me now as I was then. Because when I was a child, I spake as a child. And time has gone on, and now we've matured in the Word of God. And now we know how to handle the Word of God. Uh, it's like Brother Ken said to his mom. His mom was passing away not too long ago. Brother Ken is my brother-in-law who brought me into the into the body of Christ and gave my heart to the Lord. And his mom was passing away. I hope Brother Ken doesn't hear this, but I'll say it anyway. His mom was passing away and he said, Mom, I just want you to know I love you. And she goes, really, Ken? She says, when you first, now that we're talking 40 years, when you first got saved, you were really strong. And Ken goes, well, Mom, I'm sorry. What I said is right, but my delivery was wrong. And so we used to hack heads off. If you're not saved, you're going to hell. Well, maybe they're just a little late seed, right? I explained to a sister the other day, we baptized her. And I said to her, she's, she, her son has been in the message for 25 years. And COVID. So in her church, Baptist church, she cannot, they don't have electronic devices to, to stream. So she says, I can't sit at home. I've, I've got to, um, I've got to uh, listen to something. So she says, Jared used to go to Bible Way. I'll just listen to a few services there. Then she said, oh, Jared left me a few books. And she started reading the books, and all of a sudden I get a phone call, Brother Tom. I said, yes, I'm Jairus' dad. Mom, um, can I see you and Sister Joanne? I said, how do you even know me? <laughs> I've seen you on video. I said, okay. So she came to the office in COVID, and we sat her down, and she says, Brother Tom, I see the unveiling of God. I see the word like I've never seen before. So don't put anybody off. 
just say they're coming. We're coming because we're going. 25 years, and Brother Jairus is a doctor in Oregon. He phones me up. He says, Brother Tom, that is incredible. I said, well, every salvation is, no, 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 no. He says, this is mountain-moving faith. And as she came out of the waters of baptism, she turns around to me. She says, I've wasted 25 years. She said, but she, so she phoned for this weekend. She, and, and there was no signing up anymore. Michael cleared that. My son cleared that off the website. She said, oh, I wanted to come to church so bad. She says, I got up, but there's no, no re- reservation. And so Sister Megan, our secretary, said, well, there is no reservation. Well, she says, none? Nobody can come? No, everybody can come. <laughs> she was one happy woman to come to church like this morning to be able to sit in the church of the redeemed. Glory! Don't give up on mom, dad, brother, sister, son, daughter. Don't give up on anything. Saints, I want you to start expecting them. Start expecting them because we're getting ready to go. Three weeks ago, I'm I'm preaching three weeks ago. And uh, I have a... You know, I have a message prepared, and on Sunday night, I normally print it out, but this time I didn't print it out for some whatever reason. I got up early Sunday morning to print out my message and to go over the things, and the Lord just said, nope, oh, another message. I don't know what that is, but I, I, I say the Lord said that, but in your heart, you got that little twinge and a whole new thought. I go, what, what is that all about? Cain and Abel, do as your brother Abel. And I thought, oh my, then uh, scriptures and quotes were coming, I'm writing it all down, and I get to church, and I'm doing a baby dedication, of course, his family comes to church, a backslidden son, backslidden daughter, and uh, I I didn't realize until I was preaching that one of the girls is a twin to the daughter, the the sister that's having their baby dedication. And I said, why don't you just do as your brother Abel, you'll do well. And uh, how hard is that? And God speaking to them. God speaking to Cain, lip to ear, just do as your brother Abel. How hard is that? And she started to sit in her seat and said, yeah, how hard is that? Look at my sister. She's blessed. She's got a husband. She's got a baby. She says, there's something wrong with me. She goes home that night, and her brother that's backslidden, they both gave their hearts to the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is amazing. But it doesn't stop there. The brother who gave his life to the Lord has moved back from Toronto, was there, and got a job at a barber shop. And as he's barbering shopping, (laughs) is that a word? (laughs) As he's cutting hair or whatever that's called, another backslidden son was over in Europe playing soccer. And they were just using him to get the pros all, you know, they're, they're atomic fodder. All the guys aren't good enough. That's what I told him. He said, oh, you are atomic fodder. He says, because they're just using you so they can have somebody to practice with. You're good, but you're not very good. <laughs> I'm I, sort of straight, you know what I mean? So anyways, he comes home. And as he came home, it happened to be the weekend after that this brother, and we've been having, and Brother Ed, God bless you. You were confirming, which I never respond to you, of course. We had brothers that were so burdened for the church 
having private prayer meetings. And they just wanted to have prayer meetings because, and they didn't want it just to be a prayer meeting. They just wanted brethren that were so burdened that they could call out on God, and when they're finished, they're gone. And these people started to come. We've baptized six people. We've got four saved within this space of last month and a half, two months. And so here comes this boy flying. He doesn't know what he's flying into. And all of a sudden, he goes to this barber shop, and it's the brother that just gave his heart to the Lord. And he says, Ellie, you know what happened to me? I was supposed to go to a bachelor party, but it was my sister's baby dedication. And I got there, and, and the Holy Spirit started to deal with me. You know, I dedicated my life to Christ. And Ellie goes, really? Is that how it happens? He says, you think that would happen to me? So he comes to the office, and Michael and I are over at Brother Biscoll's, and Brother Dan Florent, he's, at the, he's our accountant, and he's sitting there, and he's telling Ellie, or Ellie's telling him, he says, you know, I heard about Gabe. Well, Dan says, how about you? He says, what do I have to do? He says, why don't we just open the church and go to the altar, and why don't you just pray? So he prayed, and God totally delivered him and set him free. So our saints of God, don't put anybody out. As Brother Ed was doing yesterday at the grad, just make the circle a little bit bigger. Huh? I hate having my back to anybody. And just make the circle bigger and you start seeing them come in one by one by one by one. Amen. Because we're coming down to the end and we want all our little ones. That streak of blood was Abel's lamb. It was Isaac's ram. It was the children of Israel's token lamb. It was the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Eternity dropped down into time, and Jesus wanted to make himself known. And the only way Brother Bram said he could make himself known was to be a son of man. We've come to a time in this time space where we become earnest earnest. Jude says, beloved, I give all diligence to write unto you this common salvation. It's needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Another translation says this, beloved, while I'm making every effort to write unto you of this common salvation, I'm compelled to write to you appealing to you, fight strenuously. Fight strenuously for the defense of the faith for which was once handed down by the saints. That is the sum of the Christian belief that was given verbally to the believers. Here we are in this space of time, and now we say, well, Brother Tom, I'm growing up. And we were at a time when we thought, I think I got it. I think I got it. Brother Branham refers to him in a message, whatever he says to you, do it. I thought that's a, that's a good title. I like that. That was from the uh, wedding of Canaan. He said, there was a man one time that began to see the lightning flash, and he thought, well, there's something to that. There's power there. He had a key on a kite tail, flying it around. Benjamin Franklin, after a while. He caught 
the electricity coming down the wire and hit it in the bottle. He caught the electricity. <laughs> I know another thunder lightning that took place on Mount Sunset. <laughs> and there was a lightning in a bottle called Tom Ray. Oh, man, you're really stretching it, aren't you, Brother Tom? Well, that's okay. They'll leave me alone. I'm happy anyway. He says, there was Benjamin Franklin. He caught the electricity coming down the wire. It hit it in a bottle, and he caught the electricity, and he began to scream. I got it! <laughs> I got a kite, a key, and a bottle. I got it. I go, my goodness, what do you got? Huh? But he knew he got something. And when you got saved, you knew you got something. Amen. You got into a heavenly place somewhere. The lightning of God came down. It lit your bottle up. And I said, I got it. He didn't know about trans, trans, what? Transformers, generators. He knew nothing, but he got it. And we didn't know nothing. We just say, I got Jesus. But as I got Jesus, I got everything. I got the unfolding of the word. Glory. <laughs> Some, one brother said to me, I, I, he was a professor of psychology. He was a good friend of mine at Trinity Western College. And when, when I got saved, I went to his house. I said, hey, Frank, I says, I got it. I got it. He says, what do you got? I said, I got the word. He said, well, I've been trying to tell you that. He worked with young people. He'd come to high schools, you know, and try and witness to them. And he said, I don't got what you got, but I got what I got. <laughs> he says, so I told him what I got. I said, do you know, in God's great mind, he decided to send down in this age, before the end time, that he would send a prophet. And of course, you say prophet, people go, hmm. Huh? But when I heard prophet, I didn't go, hmm. I said, hmm. Huh? He says, well, what did he say? I said, let me tell you what he said. So I told him what he said. He says, man. He says, you mean to tell me if I don't believe what you believe, I'm not going to heaven? I said, did I say that? I thought I said rapture. You could be foolish virgin. I said, but you got a tribulation to go through. Hey, but I got it. And once you get it, you can never leave it. <laughs> Devil said, oh, you're, you did that and you said that. He, as we took it to grads, he doesn't even look at your mistakes. No, sir, he doesn't look at your mistakes. Brother Bram said he looks through that blood streak. And when he sees the blood streak, he sees you perfect. Amen, I got it. I am the perfect elected lady of Jesus Christ. And so are you. Glory. When she realizes who she is, we're gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got it. What have you got? I got him. Who's him? Rapture. Resurrection. Mm -hmm. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, right? So if that resurrection is living in you, that's why he said everything that you need in life's journey is already in you. 
Then he said, the rapture is in you. The rapture is in you. All we're waiting for is the pull, Brother Ed. The pull. The pull. I feel the pull. Don't you feel it this morning? Come up higher, bride. Come up higher. We're ready to go. Man, Brother Tom, how old are you? Yeah, I'm the same age as I was when I got saved. I just got an old bottle. But I got lightning in the bottle. Right, Max? We got lightning in a bottle. Amen. Amen. I don't know what I got, but I got it. But once it's got unharnessed, it lit a city. You imagine being the candle lighter in in town? Man, what a boring job. (laughs) I wonder what he did when he found out they could put a light bulb in there. He says, man, I don't have to light no more candles no more. Huh? Oh, wayward brother. Wayward man or woman this morning. You're sitting here. There's something in you telling you this is the hour. This is the hour now. There's thousands there that have obeyed hours past. But we here are in a present tense hour. The hour that Jesus is to appear. Jesus is to appear. And there, when he did come, he came in the word form. Right? In the beginning was God, was God, is God, and was made flesh, the word, and dwelt among us. Word. So now he's appearing, he said, in word. Okay, so now we're that flesh. Brother Bram said, don't worry. He's going to appear, but he's not coming to earth. We're going to meet him there. But he is appearing to us here. So his coming and appearing, Brother Bram is very clear on that. He's appearing amongst us right now. Brother Bram said, can't you see that, sister dear? It's your time. It says it's your time. He's appearing. He's right here right now. Of course he is. He's amongst his people. The lightning rod was striking. And it struck. And he said, do you want to see Elohim? I'll show you Elohim. And he tells the person their name and their problem. And and people are wondering, are you believing some fairy tale or something? It's the same God that came to Abraham, comes to Abraham's seed. When? At the time of destruction of Sodom. And where time is ending for the destruction of holy fire. 300 seconds, science says, to midnight. A bomb 670,000 times stronger than Hiroshima. It won't destroy a city. It will destroy a continent. My, where are we? Where are we? I'd love you to stand in your heart and say, Brother Tom, I got it. I was once wayward, but he found me. Come on. I was once wayward. He found me. He knew where the woman at the well would be. Is that not? Hmm? Ethan, isn't that right? Hey, disciples, go get the vegetables. Get, you know, get the, the bread. Get whatever's needed. But I need to go to this well of Psycho. Huh? Because I know there's a seed that's coming here. God knew where.
where you are. We had a prophet say, I saw you. Now who did Brother Ram say? Was that Brother Branham? Or was that God said, I saw you by your bedside, kneeling at your bed at your chair, saying if I could just get the Brother Branham. So now he's speaking in the second person. Or he's speaking first person, speaking about the second person. But it was the first person speaking of the second person. No, forget it. It was God speaking. And their faith came to a position. You don't need that today. No. You don't need to climb up in the tree like Zacchaeus. He comes to you every time you need him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. I'll be with you even in you to the end of the time. Glory. He's here this morning. Let me look at my clock. I know a little pe- some people are looking like they're hungry. <laughs> Good? Okay. Do we understand what you got? When I was a child, do I understand that I moved from tinker toys to a baseball mitt and glove? Now to a son of God that loves the word of God. Do I understand then why did he call me? He didn't call me to be a church member. He called me to be a son of the living God. And every seed shall bring forth of its kind. But Abraham said now, he says, we must be about the father's business. He says, we're at grain time. He said, he, vind- he vindicated what the word said about him. Now we need to vindicate what the word says about us. To vindicate Malachi 4. We are the vindication of Malachi 4. We are the vindication, Brother Bram said, in Seed is not there with the shuck. We are the vindication of Luke 17.30. He said, you're the vindication of it. He said, and the seed cries out, we are. So in him is salvation, and in him is revelation, in him. We start to realize our redemption in him. As time goes on, we start to understand who we are in him. We understand that it wasn't just William Branham. It was God using the vessel of William Branham. I love the message, and I'm sure you've heard it many times, but, and I, I love this part here, in looking to the unseen. They, as I said, they grabbed an Adam. Our prophet, our scientist grabbed a future home. But in this message at the end, he said, oh, don't you feel that pulsation of faith? Don't you just feel that pulsation? Why don't you just come on down and raise your hand? He says, just, just, just worship him. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit takes over him and said, I'm the Lord God that raised Christ from the grave. Who are we hearing? I am the one that sent the Holy Ghost. I am the one that gave the promise. Brother Branham has nothing to do with this. Ah, he surrendered his life to me, but I'm using his spirit, and I'm talking through his lips. This is me. This is the Lord. Glory. When you read a message book again, it's not just William Branham. It's God speaking through the prophet. Hallelujah. That's why he kept on saying all we are today is a display of his attributes. 
First, he wasn't even God because there was no one to worship. He was the eternal one. He wasn't even God. God means object of worship. And there was nothing to worship. He was the main fountain of all intelligence. And in that fountain of all intelligence, there wasn't an atom. There wasn't a molecule. There was nothing. Now, my brain pops already. I have to be honest. I was not good in chemistry, physics, or algebra. So when he starts talking about atoms and molecules and light, stars, moons, there was nothing. Nothing. Just him. Nothing. God, what we know as God, the great spirit, the eternal, he never began, never end. He was there. And in him was attributes. It was the attributes to be God. Then it was attribute to be a father. Then it was attribute to be a son. Then it was an attribute to be a savior. Then it was an attribute to be a healer. Then it was an attribute for you to be in him. So you are as eternal as God is. And our minds pop. You're you're as eternal as God is. But here's a wonderful part. We talk about Zacchaeus and the woman and the tax collector, Matthew. And, you know, here's, you know, Peter. I mean, here he is. You know, he's got a wife. We don't know much about all the background. And Peter's got a, a fishing business. Right? John, come. No, no, you stay. <laughs> but that was a good, that was a good movement. <laughs> I, I'm just giving an example, okay? <laughs> Peter, come. And there was something in them that responded. They didn't negotiate. They didn't say, well, I got a wife at home, and I got children, I got, I got, a, I got a mouse to feed, I got a business to run. He just left. Because he was an attribute in the thought of God and had to manifest what God thought of him. He was to be an apostle. And as that seed started to awaken to realize who he was, he left everything. That's right. It's everything. But he didn't call you and I to be a disciple as, as one of his disciples. He called us to be the sons and daughters of God. Yes, disciples, of course. I'm not splitting hairs here. But he's called us to be manifested sons and daughters of God. It's not us beating you over the head. You got to come. You got to come. You can't come if you're not called. Ah, we're getting a little bit older now, aren't we? Well, brother, if you don't come, you're going to fry in hell like a pancake. And yeah, you get an altar full. You get an altar full by fear. And where are they today? But you get somebody birthed by the word of God. And that bottle got that lightning struck within that vessel. They will never, ever, ever leave. They will say like Peter, where could we go? For you alone have the words of eternal life. Glory! We are prisoners of love. Prisoners to this revelation. Prisoners to Christ. So what does he preach the message on time? Why is it so much time? Why did he do that? Why did he preach end of time, junction of time, time at hand, Father, the hour has come, 
time-tested memorials, sign of his time, time-tested faith, time of decision, end time seed sign, end time evangelism, scriptural times of the sign, what time is it served, uniting time and sign, harvest time, anointed ones at the end time, beyond the curtain of time. I say a prophet is trying to tell us we're coming. Glory! That little chain gap covered by blood. The chain is ready to be pulled. And he's trying to get us ready to lift up our heads for our redemption. Draweth nigh. Time, time, and times. He said, and the power that'll raise us up is in us right now. I don't know if I did bring it, but maybe tonight we'll continue on. But he says the Holy Spirit, of course, was in Wesley. The Holy Spirit, of course, was in Luther. The Holy Spirit was, of course, falling, but now it's he himself in the bride of Jesus Christ. It's God now moving in completion. And the power that will raise us up is in us now. We are now in heavenly places. We are now in the power of the resurrection. It starts to make more sense, or can we say, and I hate that word sense, forgive me, but it becomes more of a reality and revelation as the older we get in Christ. And it's not age, it's time spent. You know, I I used to preach years ago, you know, I've been in this message 50 years. I got 50 years stripes here. And at the end of the day, they're blank. But you get somebody who's been in five years and saturated themselves in the message. That light bulb is lit. They got light in a bottle and it doesn't go away. (laughs) So it's not the amount of years you're in. That has nothing to do with it. That might happen at work and you get your 25-year gold watch. And even those days are over. Nobody's given me one. I've been 40 years. (laughs) But my wife did give me a watch, and it calls SOS. But it's not, saints of God. And a lot of times people have been around. You can be around a lot of things and still miss it. Just get in, and you'll never miss it. Get in him, and you'll never miss it. Why? Because you're a manifested thought of God, what he thought of you before the foundation of the world. He saw you in space-time, And now Elohim has come down himself to claim his children. He said the Son of Man has revealed now potentially for the last few moments here, standing here at the platform. He said now just before Sodom burnt Elohim, the man Elohim, what did he do? Made himself a body. And God himself stepped into that body. Elohim standing here. Talking to Abraham is the same one that's walked into this meeting. Why didn't I understand that 20 years ago, Brother Ed? Well, you know, you skim, and you read it. You read it. 
but now you're really reading it. And I just said to Brother Ken one day, we're, we're fellowshipping on that. I said, could you imagine sitting in the pew with you, Brother Max? And Brother Brown's preaching, not me. And I'm sitting here, and he says, Elohim's here. I am so too. Nobody moved. He said, Jesus is here. He said, the same Jesus that walked on the shores of Galilee is walking right into this meeting. Yeah. And then God comes behind and then vindicates exactly what he said. Yeah. And the people were falling asleep. And you've seen deep calls to deep. You see, you know, they're looking at each other and he's saying, sister dear, they're not even in it, brother Ed. But now we're in it. I got it. Can you say, I got it this morning? I got it, I got it, I got it. What did you get, Tom? Well, I got saved 40-some-odd years ago, but now I'm an adopted son of the living God. Hallelujah! And I'm walking with adopted sons and daughters of God. Musicians, why don't you come? It helps me. He says, look at this metaphor. And he calls it a metaphor. Metaphor. It's a metaphor of how many minutes towards midnight. And now we're... now. We're hitting clock, tick tock, tick tock. Count 100 seconds. It's not 100 seconds of physical time. It's 100 seconds in scientific time. Brother Bram said, in Christ the mystery, God revealed, we'll end with this. Oh, he said, if the church only knew its position, it will. Prophecy. I got it. It will, I got it. One day, then the rapture will go when it knows what it is. I'm gonna be gone. Do you know that song? In a twinkling of an eye. I'm gonna be gone. In the twinkling of an eye. I'm gonna be gone. No more time to say goodbye. I'm gonna be gone. It might start singing the song. <laughs> I'm gonna be gone. I'm gonna be gone. It might be while I'm singing this song. I'm gonna be gone.
just a few more weary days and then we'll just fly away. Well, let's bow our heads in a word of prayer if you don't mind. Maybe there's somebody here that hasn't caught that yet. Say, the lightning hasn't hit my bottle, but I want that lightning to strike, Lord. So I can say, I got it, Brother Tom. I got it. Heavenly Father, maybe there's someone here this morning, their hearts are calling out to you. It only takes a moment. Quote after quote after quote. My dear sister, you're not saved, and you want to be healed. Your prophet just says, do you want to be saved, sister? You want to be healed? Then just go your way. You're saved and you're healed. Go rejoicing. What does it take a moment of time? Just in this closing moment of time, would you deal with the elected lady of Jesus Christ? Maybe it's a younger one, maybe it's an older one, and they just want the fire of God and the light to strike the bottle. That they can cry out, I too can say, I got it, not knowing what they got. But as time will go on, as I a child, I speak as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Lord, make it more real to all of us. Because, Lord, we're in that time of rapture. Bless your children and thank you for this opportunity. We ask, Lord, that your blessing be upon each one in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll